All right, everybody, welcome back to Not Fit for the Final, a challenge podcast. I am Emily, as always. And I am Lindsay. Only took you 20 minutes to come in there. Um, Sorry we have been gone for 3,000 years. Um, (laughs) We decided to take a little break for the holidays, and we just couldn't get our shit together. To record an episode. One of us. Well, one of us. We were on vacation mode. Couldn't that watch was the episode on time. It was me, guys. It, it was all me. Um, I'm sorry. I was home. I was in winter break mode. It just didn't happen for me. But we're back. We're here. Finally. Yay. So excited. So excited. All right. Let's jump right into it because we haven't been here. So obviously this is going to be a little bit of a long episode. Um, but we're not going to dive into the two episodes that we missed, episode three and episode four, but we will give you a quick, quick recap, if I could speak and not have a stroke. Um, we're going to give you a quick recap on what we did miss in those two episodes. So in episode three, the daily challenge was titled Roadkill, and the two teams had two mini wrestling matches, guys against the guys, girls against the girls, and your goal was to push the opposing person for your gender off of this moving semi-truck without dying without dying because there were no harnesses there was an added aspect of if you go off the back you die so that was fun TJ TJ really go ahead die go ahead they really said we give up please don't die and then two people proceeded to die so you know whatever yeah whatever um tj lavin just laughed the whole time which was great um but so we did have two injuries from that nicole dislocated her shoulder i think she's a capital p pussy okay from someone who has dislocated her shoulder twice she wanted it popped back in she was gonna stay that was the doctor's decision not hers she as they were still on the semi-truck she was like just put it back in she's a firefighter girl <laughs> pussy firefighter i don't know I don't know. I, just as someone who's dislocated her shoulder twice, whatever, and it popped back in. I'm just gonna say and it. Swam in an eight minute race. I don't, I don't care that you broke your elbow. <laughs> Except it wasn't my elbow. Whatever. Anyway, and so we did have two injuries: Nicole with her shoulder and Liv with her arm. I think it was also her shoulder. It might have also been. She was in a sling. We don't know. She hung around for a while though. Nicole, they were like, "Bye." Who took Nicole out? I literally, I don't remember who she was up against, but it was Tori that took Liv out. Poor Liv. Yeah. Little fighter that she is. I know. I miss. Yeah, I was kind of sad to see her go. Yeah, I was sad to see her go. Her and Big T, especially, she like missed Big T's big week, which is freaking annoying. I know. They would have been amazing, even more powerful. So we lost the both of them. Yes, and Casey and Leroy ended up winning that challenge, which yes was a big win for them. Um, they had a great week. They ended up, ha- the house vote ended up being Devin and Devin because he was a lone ranger. Very easy to toss him into elimination without getting a lot of blood on your hands because Especially he was literally by himself. He's Devin and rubs everyone the wrong way. So it's pretty easy to toss him in. Correct. I think he is single-handedly the most abrasive player to ever play the challenge. I don't know. I, I love to hate him. Yeah. Love to hate Devin. Um, the double agent vote was Wes and Natalie, which so in elimination, I no, I'm still mad at Leroy for not you know going in himself because 
when you win, that's your chance. But anyway, you know, Devin is kind of a tough Leroy. Guy, so that's okay. Leroy is not the sharpest tool in the shed. Yeah, Leroy did it again this week with burning his vote and still ending up in elimination. On him and Anissa, so he I don't it's funny to me because he's the king of getting votes burned on him and accidentally going in because of it. So it's hilarious to me that he has now even crossed the bridge even further, fourth wall break, and burned a vote on himself that got his partner sent into elimination. But that's a later yeah. conversation. <laughs> anyway, we love Leroy, but that was stupid of him not to go into the elimination. Devin ends up coming out of that with a win. And Wes got sent home. Devin just wanted it more than Wes. Which was kind of sad because I, yeah, it really was just a who, you could see Wes give up, honestly. It was kind of, it was really discouraging to watch if we're being honest. Devin wanted it. I'm happy Devin won because I think that he is a little bit more interesting than Wes this season. Right, yeah, because there are sort of Especially in these last two episodes. There's nuances of the game that Devin can still navigate right now. Wes didn't stand a chance. He was just getting thrown in every time. Yeah, it was like Jay last season. It just was not. This season was not in Wes's favor. Poor thing. But so Wes went home, left Natalie by by herself. Devin was alone, didn't have an opportunity to leave his partner because his partner was pulled from the game. It was gone, yeah. He ends up stealing Corey's partner, Tori, which a little bit of a blindside because they hate each other. I so, laughed a bit of a out weird loud, choice. out loud laughed because only Devin would intentionally pick his rival because he knows that he's then infiltrating an alliance that doesn't want anything to do with him. So it's actually in a game like this, a pretty smart move to pick your rival because then they can't gun for you because you're attached to them. Let's, let's talk about the fact that he didn't really do it first though. Kyle did it first. So with Cam. Well, Kyle went for Cam to infiltrate an alliance. Yes. But Devin went for the person who was after him. So that's a a different kind of infiltrating, I have to say. Yeah. I still think Kyle is the trendsetter here, but agree to disagree. This left, by stealing Tori, this left Corey by himself. Therefore, he was partnered up with Natalie because they were the only two alone, which I'm sad we didn't get to see them really I compete. Know. That could have been an interesting team, but we only got to see them crash drones. Correct. Uh, moving on to episode four, that is where we started. The daily challenge was drone control, where it was a team challenge where one partner was controlling this literal toy drone and the other person was connected to the drone's camera via VR headset and they had to vocally navigate their partner through very this similar, lava cave. Very similar to the War of the Worlds challenge where it was like that, but they were on a balance beam and attached together and only one person could see, um, which was, that was a really good challenge. So I think this is no, the Walmart version this, of that challenge. This was also very similar to the dog collar challenge from... Oh, the electric shock one I don't from remember. Rivals 2. Yes. Yeah. Rivals Was that Rivals 2? That was Rivals 2 because it was CT and Wes together, um, yes. Kara and Cook together. Yeah. That was Leroy and Ty, was it, that could not do it. They were just oh going God, the wrong was... direction. That was phenomenal. Another yeah. Leroy Dumb and dumber. shed moment. Yeah. Dumber and dumber, but Leroy yeah. and Ty. Jesus sort Christ. Of the same idea of like, not being able to see and having something else have to guide you. But 
I, I didn't like the challenge at all. It was funny to watch, in my opinion, but it was not a good challenge. No, I can't. This show has done better. So, yeah, this show has done better. It will continue to do better than that. That is definitely like a very low level challenge. It was definitely funny um, to watch team after team just crash their drone. Yeah, but it was annoying because literally. Yeah, that's why we get literally one team completed it the only team that has more than two brain cells to rub together, which is Devin and Tori. <laughs> I like, I can't, but yeah, we literally get Devin and Tori come in. They're the only people to complete it. There wasn't even a competition. Everybody else crashed their stupid drone or got it stuck in the rocks. Yeah. I feel bad for the production crew that had to literally climb up into the cave to retrieve the little drone <laughs> out of the little nooks and crannies. I think that's so funny because you just know they have a fucking ladder in there with some dude who literally has to walk up in his little COVID mask, get the drone, bring it down, plug it into the charger while the other teams leave and then the other ones come down. It, I just, I want to be that production person. I don't I, just, even, I want to be him. I don't feel bad for them because they're the ones who designed the dumbass challenge and tested Correct. it and decided, yeah. you know what, this is a good idea. It wasn't a good mm-hmm. idea. They really, no, they really said video games. That's what they said. They said <laughs> video games. Honestly, it was just embarrassing that literally not no anyone else completed, completed the challenge. It was embarrassing. We did find out though, right before the challenge starts, that is when Liv gets sent Liv home left. because of her yep. arm, which is kind of annoying because they 100% could have done that challenge. Yeah, I think that's sort of why they took so long to decide on it because it would have been sort of pointless to let her do one more challenge if she's not eligible to do any of the eliminations or anything like that. So I think yeah, that's why and it I took mean, she them definitely longer. couldn't have done that elimination. Absolutely not. Yeah. So that's why I think it took them longer to decide on her. But ultimately, yeah, if she couldn't do every single challenge, it was sort of like Kara and the broken hand. Like Kara made that choice. Um, Mm. but I think that they've since learned from that because that was a bad plan yeah I mean Kara suffered her hand was permanently fucked up from she that. messed up her hand on that yeah but hey I mean whatever you're her choice her prerogative yeah. but so we lose Liv the winner of the challenge like we said Devin and Tori because for some reason they work well together I would love to see a third I rival love that season. team yeah I would love to have a third rivals or yeah, third rivals? Fourth rivals. No, fourth rivals. Well, fourth fifth, rivals if you season. count Final Reckoning having Bandanas paired up together. No, that doesn't count to me. That was okay. the stupidest season to ever exist. Um, Sorry, not actually, but like low-key. <laughs> sorry, I didn't like that whole tree. Dirty 30 was the only... Right? Because it went Dirty 30, Final yeah. Reckoning. Dirty 30 was the end of the no. colored jersey era, which I miss. Yeah, I really just... Dirty 30 was like the last really, really great season in my opinion, but whatever. And then anyway, so we have, I would love to see them though, paired up in the future. Cause I that think would that would be, be fun. such that would be a, really fun, a fun, fun team Yeah, to watch throughout the whole game where they couldn't change partners. That would be yeah. really cool. So Devin and Tori obviously win Nelson and Amber M get the house vote because of Amber being small and then thinking it's going to be a female elimination for some reason. I don't, yeah. I mean, because there, there hasn't been a female elimination since the first week so it was like sort of a fair assumption yeah. but someone at the same time, someone was smart and put it out there 
that like the chances of it being a male elimination were really high because two girls had just gotten sent home. Nelson, yeah, Nelson was Nelson like, had a lucid head. moment trying to protect his partner and also himself. Yeah. Nelson has gained all my respect back. Nelson, I love Nelson him, had a if good I'm season. being honest. Nelson had a good season. Nelson, I'm pissed. I'm so fucking pissed at Fessy. Fuck Fessy, bro. Yeah, so we get Nelson and Amber the house vote because the girls want to take get their gold skull against Amber because they're playing a little scared. I love Tori, but that's that's a scared move. Anyway. <laughs> um bitter in the ass let's yeah, say it, that it very much did i'll we'll talk about that later but um yeah, we will so we get nelson and then we see we walk into the crater it's obviously a hall brawl unmistakable set mm-hmm. um and so our power team of tori and devin tori sort of takes the reins here even though devin had been on a power trip uh for most of the week and yeah her friend anisa is partnered with fessy and so fessy says he wants it and tori says all right go ahead fessy you can have it for devin it's a win-win because either fessy or nelson goes home yeah which major final threat um fessy's run a final nelson have we ever seen nelson in a final once um i don't think we have no invasion he was he almost won invasion Right. So I mean both competitors that final, final, but I do think CT was the real winner. No, yeah, CT. Sorry. <laughs> CT and Ashley. Conspiracy people think that Nelson actually won whatever, but I I don't think that's true, but I don't cuz I honestly Johnny Bananas I think can be bought. I don't think CT can. I think CT has a bit more honesty in him to if he lost the final, I think he would lose the final. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I don't yeah. think he would let production pull that. Yeah. Um, and I think he's big enough and has a big enough name that he would vo- stick up for himself and just be like, fuck no, production. Nelson won. Nelson fucking yeah. won the final. Like, what are you yeah. doing? Yeah. Um, and I don't think CT would still be playing this game if he won dishonestly. I don't think he would still be playing. No. But anyway, so we have Fessy, fucking snake in the grass, goes to Tori. We never see this on camera. We don't know when it happens. But Fessy apparently goes to Tori and says, if this is a physical elimination, I want in. Well, we see him saying it as they're walking into the crater. He's saying, put me in. I, we don't see who he's saying it to. It's just his voice over them walking in. But I'm assuming that uh, he, was, he, he was either in Devin or Tori's ear or even maybe Anissa's ear saying, I see a hall brawl. I want it. Even though he passed up a pole wrestle. But um. Yeah, so we get Fessy versus Nelson yes. in the most dirty, disgusting hall brawl I've ever seen. And that includes Kyle on the torn ACL. It was, yeah. even looking at them at the end, Nelson's covered in black sand and Fessy was clean. Because Fessy literally was grinding Nelson's face into the dirt. But Nelson, God bless him, moved the refrigerator. He had a fighting chance. He was close to the buzzer in both rounds. So mm-hmm. big props to Nelson on that I one. really Big non-props I really think... Yeah, I think that this is probably the dirtiest move that Fessy could have played in terms of this elimination. It was made very clear that people knew, I think Nelson and Amber were going in. I think that was a well-established that there wasn't really any question in the house who was going in. And so, you know, your friend who you've chosen to align yourself with this season, especially they were the new team young buck. Like we saw Fessy bring the big brother and team young buck together. Like this was an alliance. So not only did he know he was probably going up against his new friend, Nelson, he bit 
an old or stabbed an old friend in the back in order to get there. Josh made it very clear he wanted to go into elimination if it was physical. He made that clear to the the entire house, including Tori and Devin. And though Tori, you mentioned this, that Tori doesn't owe Josh anything. Doesn't owe Josh anything. Bessie does. Yeah. So I was surprised. And that was shitty. I was surprised at all of the confessionals that were like, what? We're so surprised that this happened. Like, why? Tori and Anissa are best friends outside of the game. Fessy's Anissa's partner. Tori can't stand Josh. Obviously. This was obvious to me what was going to happen. I don't know why every competitor was confused, but I see why Josh felt betrayed by Fessy in particular. They're supposed to be an alliance. I also see why Fessy didn't take Josh seriously because Josh all the time says, put me in, put me in, and then goes and loses. So I also, I sort of see that Fessy still in the span of about 10 minutes, pissed off everyone he could piss off. He pisses off the big brother alliance in Josh. He pisses off the Big Brother Alliance and Casey when he goes and steals her as a partner, which he was very content with yeah. Roy. He pisses off um, Anissa by leaving her. He pisses off Corey by being mean to Nelson and Corey and Nelson are boys. So Fessy went from being the king of the house to being public enemy number one in two minutes. Two minutes, all because he yeah. wanted a gold skull and could have had one like two weeks ago against Joseph. I... Going back to the elimination itself, literally, Fessy is, Corey even said it, Fessy has 50 pounds, if not more, on Nelson. He's double his And then, yeah, you, and he's, I really personally think the only reason Fessy won that elimination outright is because of his training to literally butt heads like that and then keep running. Like football, that is what you do. I think the length of his legs is the only reason he won because it was a foot race both times and Nelson was a hair away from the buzzer, at least on the second one. So I Mm -hmm. honestly don't- He was a little farther behind on the first one. Yeah, I don't think his strength had as much to do with it as his strides were bigger than Nelson's because Nelson put up an insane fight. Fessy should have been able to pick him Mm -hmm. up and walk through the hallway. And instead Nelson had Especially with the way he was talking. Especially with the way Fessy was talking. If you're going to make a bold move like that and stab about three people in the back with Josh- Corey and Nelson like dude what if like at least win it outright if your like, shoulders at least, like, are Corey the width the same of thing. the hall if your shoulders are the width of the hall you should win without in two seconds there should not be the fight there was I actually while it was going on there was a point where Nelson's face was right at Fessy's foot and I'm going Nelson bite him just bite him and then he did and I was like yes <laughs> I was like, bite him. Because yeah. once Fessy started playing dirty, I was like, Nelson better play dirty back because he has a so chance. Fessy, yeah, Fessy literally had to rip Nelson's face shield off in order to win that challenge. I will stand by that. I think, I that, think that was, Fessy literally. That was half of what slowed Nelson down on the first one is he had to walk yep. past his helmet. He couldn't just straight up run. He yep. had to watch his ankles. Mm-hmm. And I just like, we talked about this right before we started recording. Like when you face a friend in an elimination, you usually don't play that it's dirty. Usually not like dirty. there's a difference between there's a difference between playing dirty to win and playing dirty to further je- like stab yourself your friend in the back. Like yeah. and that's what this was. Bessie was like, okay, this is now a problem because I can't win outright. I need to look good and I need to win. So fuck you, Nelson. I don't care what alliance we had. I'm shoving your face. I'm pulling your face shield off, shoving sand. I don't know if people saw that, but he was literally taking sand and shoving it into Nelson's helmet. Yeah, he, it was, it wasn't, it was beyond the point of like too dirty to be a friend versus a friend. And it was too dirty to even be an elimination. It was just gross. Yeah. 
I like, oh, grosses me out. Fessy lost all my respect. Fucking asshole. Douchebag. I'm not excited to see him and Gabby hook up because we know this happens in the trailer. I'm not excited. Gabby, get your head on straight. I honestly, if Tori and Fessy end up together now that her and Jordan are split up, they don't. They deserve each other. They deserve each other. According to social media, Tori has no respect for him or for the fact that production even included that confessional. Yeah. Anyway. But so with this Fessy win, he then stabs his very loyal, very competitive, very helpful partner, Anissa, in the back and steals... Casey, yeah, in the front, honestly, steals Casey, which Casey literally in confessional was like, dude, we're supposed to be in alliance and you have- Why? Why would we want to be The biggest target exactly. on your back. Exactly. Meanwhile, and Casey, why Casey? Was, she was sitting, pre- because she's good. I honestly, I see it for physical reasons. I take Casey a hundred times out of every girl standing up there, except for the fact that you have to think about the political aspect and you staying with Anissa is good for you because she knows how to play the game and Casey staying with Leroy is good for you because then you get Camroy. I It was mm-hmm. a complete boneheaded me, me, me move for Fessy to grab Casey. And it doesn't even pay off in the next daily because he is a chump and the performs poorly. Yeah, which honestly, I think Casey was a better partner for him at that challenge because clearly he couldn't even hold Casey up I don't know what he was going to do with 180 pounds that's what I'm saying like well he did and he literally let go of her in two seconds seconds. but like do you know what I'm like saying like if you can't hold Casey you're going to hold 180 pounds of pure muscle in Anissa no you can't hold Casey's 142 sorry and you think you're going to hold Anissa's 185 straight muscle you're not I'm sorry you're just not. not And that was embarrassing. Fessy, embarrassing, 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 embarrassing all throughout these last, from the end of episode four through episode five. Fucking embarrassing. From the end of episode one, I was embarrassed by Fessy. I just, I won't forget over him not going into the pole wrestle. You know who I applaud? I applaud his ex-girlfriend. That's all I have to say. Yeah, Haley stayed with him for too long. Yeah, way too fucking long. So... This ends up putting Leroy and Nisa together. Obviously, Leroy has his choice between Amber M, who just lost her partner, and Anissa. He's obviously going to go with his longtime friend, Vet Anissa. Yeah, that's that's a no-brainer to me. I Obviously, that was just clear. Like, everyone was, like, even Leroy was like, I don't know why anyone would ever be surprised. I'm obviously going to pick Anissa. Yeah. This ends up leaving... Amber M with Michi, they firmly announced they are like, we are the smallest team here RIP. by size and the weakest. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, guys. But that catches us up to episode five, which was last night's episode, which I thought was a pretty good episode. It was a good, there was, I think this season's heating up. It's heating up. Mm-hmm. We're getting, I like that we're getting drama. We are while still not necessarily having those bar scenes, those like crazy parties, those like with strangers, like we're not getting like that public challenge yeah. part because of COVID, but we're still getting the drama that we would get with those seasons. And so I love the that. drama is just Josh pointing at a, a map on the wall and deciding who he's going to get in an argument with that night. But you know, <laughs> poor Nani, poor Nani. Poor not, absolutely poor Nani. It's even worse. Cause they're like friends. So she can't even just be like, I hate my partner. Cause she doesn't, she can just be like, I wish I was anyone else's partner. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't fucking know. But so now we're yeah. caught up to the beginning of this week's episode. So we start this episode, we're back at the house, and we have some aftermath of the elimination that they've just gotten back from, which is Josh is not happy with Fessy, and he gets into a bit of a spat with him, um, talking about how, as we said, they're supposed to be in an alliance, they're supposed to be friends, but there Fessy goes, making a selfish move when Josh said what he wanted was a physical elimination, Fessy had his chance to go into a physical elimination, and Bessie yeah. makes the selfish move, makes a bid for himself to go in. And so naturally, Josh is upset. This is the first argument Josh has had where I've been like, yeah, you should be having this argument because- This is valid. Your yeah. emotions are valid. Bessie stabbed him in the back. And then I think one of them sort of tried to rope Tori into the situation and blame her. And Tori came in hot he... for a second, screaming and yelling. Yeah. And then Devin tries to get involved and Josh is like, I don't like Devin. Get him the fuck out of here. And Tori is like, leave me the fuck alone to deal with my friends. Corey gets involved at one point to yell at Fessy because obviously he's upset because his boy just went home. Him and Nelson are obviously thick and thin. Like, you know what I mean? Nelson, poor Nelson can't catch a break. Last season, he goes home for Corey and then he gets stabbed in in a hall for this uh, he literally admits it to in the episode before this one where yeah. he's like i hate hall brawl and we're yeah. like honey we know but, but yeah, yeah Tori, no. so Tori's then, not a fessy for ditching anisa like that mm-hmm. yeah because that was the thing it's like fessy she did fessy a solid and then anisa, he backstabs her yeah so this is a which a honestly a political game yeah. blowing up in people's faces right now yeah and tori gets herself into some hot water very quickly running her fucking mouth Tori just jumped in a hot tub in a geyser this episode chilling in the hot water in the doghouse because we have this has been brewing for since last episode when she started calling the rookies weak weak she's had a little bit of an an arrogance to her this season to be fair she is a strong competitor but it is absolutely out of pocket for her to assume that just because these girls are little they're not as good competitors look at car maria she's five foot four and she's one of the best competitors that's ever been. Can we talk show. about can we talk about two teeny tiny firecrackers that were absolutely on the show? We'll talk about first about um Camilla. Camilla, she's little too. Literally yeah. five two. Literally five two. Yeah. And then I mean, we mentioned them earlier, but John A and Jasmine, teeny tiny, no muscle to them. They're, and they were strong competitors. I mean, when it did come to the physical stuff, they they got it handed to them, but I absolutely have to highlight Camilla and Carmen. They made up for it. Yeah, they they definitely made up for like, it in fire, but when it comes to physical strength, if you put, you know, Tori against Kara in a physical elimination, my money's on Kara every time, unless Polly's there and taking your head out of it, but uh, like it sizes and everything. If and Abram's it, there, I definitely have Kara. If Abram's there, I definitely have Kara, because Abram's yelling, eat her head the entire time, but um. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, the the size thing. Tori should not be making that assumption because no, especially because I just yeah, especially rubs me the wrong way because they're never these girls are never going to give up. We have Amber Evans' personality coming out. It started to come out in the argument she had with Devin a couple weeks ago, but this episode we really got to see Amber M going. I watched her season. Yeah, I I know. I did too. 
but it's nice to see her, you know, letting that personality out right now, sort of having a little bit of a position of power because we see the UK girls who have now lost a number in Live, they are now forming this new mm-hmm. little alliance with Amber called the Itty Bitty Small Committee, which is my new favorite. Yeah, they have both Ambers too, because it's all of the rookies. It's pretty much all the rookies and then Big T. Yeah, it, the, the um, court, that conversation was between Big T, Gabby, and Amber M. But Amber M and Amber B mm-hmm. seem to have, you know, they're sort of aligned right now. Amber B is aligned with mm-hmm. UK girls too, because they're the rookie girls. Um, so yeah. And they now have the numbers. So, mm-hmm. which kind of comes out of nowhere. All of a sudden, they're kind of sitting around and they're like, holy shit, like we could do like, something yeah, if wait, one of us this, wins. This is us. We don't have to follow. This is good. Me. Yeah. Because the they were targeting vets. And Tori just made it too easy for them. Absolutely. Because she started being mean to them. But the vets so were targeted dumb. from the get go of this season. But that was by Kate, mm-hmm. who is a vet but hasn't won so it was like the champs that were getting she's a different she's a different generation too she's newer she's she's kind of similar to tori in that sense right the rookies except she's playing smart and tori isn't the rookies jumped onto that train but now are realizing we don't even need a halfway vet to lead this because we still have the numbers over cam we have the numbers over anisa we don't need to follow their lead so itty bitty small committee is going to take control of this game right now and they do, which is insane. They have this plan. I would say this is honestly Amber M's plan. Big Amber T just ends up being Big the one T, to execute. Big T's a catalyst in it too. Because Big they T- definitely work together. I think that, yeah. Yeah, Big T's not a fan of Tori's. The two either. of them together. Well, because Tori came for Big T by name saying Big T was weak. If we, why don't we move into the daily? Because obviously we have the daily challenge, which so, is run. Before we get there, I want to mention a CT moment because Big T takes this plan to CT and he is like, I'm following your lead. I'm with you because CT yeah. is the best partner of all time because he doesn't think with his allegiances. He thinks with how can we win this game that we're in right now? And so he's following yeah. his partner's lead because he knows that she has numbers and he doesn't have numbers. He got sent in the first. Right. Week. So he says, big t i'm just here to protect the queen that's all i'm doing so yeah that partnership and i absolutely iconic i agree and i think that ct has a maturity about him in this game kind of similar to anisa's where he can really sit back and look at the big picture of the game and take in different ideas and think like, is this going to help me? Is this going to hurt me? What are the possible repercussions in the future? What happens if this doesn't get executed? I think he, I think he's very similar to Wes and Johnny Bananas in that way, where he can really look at the big picture of the game and evaluate things with a very clear mind in order to see if they'll work well for him and his partner. The respect he has for Big T is amazing because big t is someone who very easily could get tossed to the side not talked about because she is smaller she is not that big female fierce competitor but she has this heart that is just you really can't find it in anybody else and i think that the two like because yeah because he brings that out in her his his confidence in her gives her confidence and then they're able to work together because she's very like a reassuring presence i don't know it's just it's so sweet face when they compete is 
literally so cute he's like big t make the mean face and she really (laughs) my favorite thing when it was when she we'll get to it we'll get to it because let's really talk about how ct helps this plan really take off because obviously the girls have the numbers but Mm -hmm. ct goes to his friends in devon and kyle Kyle, because they are vets which they're not really i would say an alliance that that was never pre-designed that was never something that was talked about but they're kind of just thrown together because they're three vets and they really don't have anywhere else to go yeah cc and kyle are boys and devin and kyle are boys so it sort of puts the three of them together yeah and yeah so it ends up working out and this plan ends up taking off very quickly because devin hates his partner so he's all for getting rid of tori especially after the target she puts on her back he hears that she has a huge target and he's like bye he's like get out of my way he's like he's like what can i do to send you home All right, so into the daily. We have, I don't even know what this was called. Agent Down. Agent Down. It's basically Don't Let Me Go from, was that the ruins that that was on or was it the duel? I don't know. It was one of the two. I actually don't remember because I don't care. Um, (laughs) But so we find out right away that Natalie has to leave because she was forced out by the medical team. We find out after last night's episode, there were a bunch of articles that were released that Natalie actually was pregnant and she made a joke. We don't see it on camera. Um, I think because she does end up losing the baby, Mm -hmm. um, but she makes a joke while she's in the room with a couple of girls. I don't remember who, but she makes a joke that her boobs are getting bigger and that her period is late. So she's joking. Oh my God, I must be pregnant. Ha ha ha. And production comes in they're like you gotta take a test if you think you're pregnant you gotta take a test for obvious reasons and she finds out she's pregnant they don't announce this on the show um so she has to go home because she's not medically cleared to compete and I don't understand why they don't test all the women especially after last season when Melissa ran a full ass final pregnant I just I don't I literally but she literally had to have been over a month pregnant because they're in the house for over a month I and so the fact that they don't make them get tested is incredibly insane to me I think Natalie they may have instituted that at the beginning when they're letting them in the house especially since they were already COVID testing anyway but it may have not been that detectable yet um yeah I am not in that um area of stem so i don't actually know but yeah i honestly i think is a female still does not understand female anatomy i I think i'm clairvoyant because when they were standing like ready for the daily or whatever and tj said that she needed to leave my brain went she's pregnant i don't know why or how but i it just i'm clairvoyant is what i'm saying um maybe but that's beside the point I hate that Um, because that makes me nervous as your best friend but you know whatever anyway um yeah yeah, so we have Natalie needs to leave which is a bummer because she kind of sort of had this sewed up if she could make it to the end yeah she says this she does a release with um us magazine and she in her article I guess she said that even with being COVID tested I know you mentioned you thought like oh she might be tested she said she was never tested she said she had about 25 different tests done 15 of them were COVID tests yeah and she says that she's never tested for pregnancy which boggles my mind maybe challenge production will like come to their senses now that this has happened two seasons in a row yeah um 
literally two seasons in a row like what the fuck um but so and then we find out she loses the baby which is really sad but in this article she talks about how she literally had no symptoms she doesn't really other than her breast getting bigger she she doesn't realize she's pregnant and in the article she releases that she kind of was shocked by this information and didn't really think that this could be happening right now and I guess she found out when she went home she lost the baby um they don't know why um they think that it just wasn't meant to be wasn't meant to happen but it she says in this interview that she was just waiting for the final she had her gold skull she was set up with a good partner at this point in time with Corey like that's promising Corey's a promising partner he's made it to the final a handful of times like absolutely I don't know she she said she was ready to just she basically had the money because I think had we seen Natalie in a final, I think she could have won it depending on who she she was against, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so it sucks that she had to go home, but I'm really excited to see her come back because that's the the good news is she's obviously coming back. She'll, she can't leave something like this unfinished. She cannot. Too competitive. Too, way too competitive. So I'm excited to see her come back. And because we've lost so many women, TJ TJ says security breach motherfuckers yes and this was teased back in the preview for this episode and so we figured someone was coming in but we had thought it was mercenaries because obviously we didn't know Natalie went home I was thinking mercenaries when he said security breach and you see the van I was like it's got to be a mercenary but in my brain I was like how can they convince someone to be a mercenary in COVID because they would have had to be quarantined for like half of as long as they would be on the challenge just to be a mercenary. Sometimes mercenaries have a chance to come in. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they literally just Mm -hmm. compete in elimination and go home. So I was like, it doesn't seem realistic in COVID. So I was a little confused as to who it was going to be. Even as we were watching this episode, I literally, of course they cut to commercials and mess with me, but I was like so (laughs) excited because it's been a long time since we've had a season of the challenge where somebody shows up on the cast that I didn't know was going to be on the cast going into the season. So I was like, oh my God, who could it be? Yeah. I was like, is it going to be Derek Kay? Like, is it going to be, I don't even yeah. know, is it going to be Car Maria? Like who is showing up right now? And then um, good old millionaire Mitchell gets out of the car because she was the agent that Natalie sent home. So she gets mm-hmm. reactivated because there are no girls left on this season. So Correct. another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, I mean, she is the only female to have been eliminated. Yeah, Everybody else was sent home on injury or medical reasons with Natalie. So it is crazy that Ashley gets to come back here. And Corey Ashley is a very interesting pair. I'm excited to see them play together because- This is is their second time together. Yeah. They were partnered on Rivals 3. Right. They were partners on Rivals 3. And so obviously they were rivals, but I think that they have a little bit better of a relationship now. Um, just because I think that Corey kind of came to the realization that Hunter is a douchebag. Yeah. They also, their rivalry so, really stemmed from their season of the real world because all of them mm-hmm. were like, Ashley, please leave. You're annoying. Um, and so that's sort of the rivalry is Corey yeah. was headed that charge. So Ashley was mad about that. So that's what spawned their rivalry in the first place. And then I think through but doing I think challenges together, they've started respecting yeah. each other, especially I think the invasion final, they were together for a hot second. Yes. Corey was like, wait, Ashley's yep. sick. Yeah. Yeah. And then Ashley goes on to win that yeah. season. 
So Ashley's clearly proved herself. I think Corey underestimated her for a while. And he does say he's a little nervous because he doesn't know if he's going to get Millionaire Mitchell or if he's going to get Hurricane Ashley. And for both of their sakes, I hope he gets Millionaire Millionaire Mitchell. Mitchell. I think because this could be a great team to win. This could be, I think they have a lot of promise because they know how each other work. They work well together. They're friendly enough that they're going to listen and respect what the other person is saying. So if they're in a position of power, it's going to be a united decision. And this puts Ashley in a great position because she is somewhat protected by Corey because Corey, I think has a good standing right now. Other, other than the fact that we just lost Nelson, we actually don't. So we actually don't know where he stands right now because he's kind of lost Fessy and he lost his best friend. So we don't really know where he stands, but I think he's in a good position because Anissa is safe and Anissa is with Fessy. And I think even though Corey and Anissa had their little thing, I think they're good friends. So I think that Corey and Ashley are in a very good position because they could also tag along, I think, with CT Big T. I think the second one of them wins a gold skull, though, they're ditching. There's no way they stay together when they get a gold skull. The thing for, I think Ashley might leave, but who's Corey going to pick? He would just go for the strongest girl out there. He would grab Casey. You think so? Yeah. I don't think interesting. either one of them would be like, I just want a gold skull. I'm going to keep this partner. Cause I think they, they do work well together, but they are not each other's ideal scenario. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. But so then we start the challenge and we realize that it is pretty much don't let me go. We also have this confirmation that Nam and Lolo are still flirting and dating. And I want more Nam and Lolo on my screen. Where Nam's have they been? Because is so cute. I love when he speaks. I just I want I Nam to talk more. That's all I want. I think it's so funny because I actually don't understand how Nam and Lolo work at all because Lolo seems like a raging bitch She's in the psycho. best way. Like, I love it. You know what I mean? Like she seems like she's very abrasive, very aggressive. And Nam just seems to be like, la da 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 I'm living my life. And so even, I don't get how they even work. In the challenge. Like all of the other girls, when they're like talking to their partners, they're like, please don't let me go. And Lola's like, Nam, if you let me go, I'm shitting on your pillow. Like she literally is like, <laughs> you better not let me go. Like, it's so funny. Yeah. And I just, they, they have clearly have like a good faith in each other. Like obviously Lola was scared shitless, but like they, they have a good relationship. They last pretty long. They are, I think, the second to last team to drop. They're, yeah, they come in, in that first team, heat. They come in second place. It's, it's, I have to give Nam like an insane amount of props because, first of all, like Lolo's, she's not small. She's like no. tall. She's got to like, be 160 pounds with muscle. At least. So holding Lolo, she's got to be at least 160. Be, that's got to be tough. Um, mm-hmm. the other person I want to drop, he looks the part, he, 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 he can look the part and play the part. Those like he very much, muscles. those are go muscles yes. and show muscles and yes, yeah, they show, but the other person, <laughs> the other guy I have to give big props to in this challenge is Leo because I think Gabby's taller than him and he holds her up for a serious amount of time. Yeah. I think Leo does better than expected. But we have to give props to Jay. Teresa is large. She's tall. She's, she's really, got to be 150 she's pounds. really skinny. And Jay's tiny too. So he's, he's the ultimate props. But I'm talking like people who didn't win that I want to make note of. Leo's one. Yeah. Because he also. I was I a little was, depressed. I was a little. Oh, no, he wasn't. Jay was finishes pulling up the rope first too. So. Yes, Jay is Jay outperformed that challenge. Like Jay, I, I personally think Jay and Teresa could have won that. 
I think that that was a very, very, very close. I think the only reason they didn't win it is because CT didn't even have to use muscle. He just had to use counterweight. All he had to do was grab yeah. onto Big T and sit down and they were good to go yep. because she's yeah. tiny and he's a refrigerator. She's got to be 125 pounds soaking wet. That's like she's why, teeny. That's why I picked her for fantasies because I was I knew in the, from the preview that this was a challenge and I was like, CT's going to hold her up mm. for an hour. So yeah, that's fair. I, yeah, I just, I think that Jay outperformed that challenge. I don't think anyone expected him to perform that well. And he just, he outshined everyone. I think, honestly, I think Jay and Teresa really deserved to win that challenge in terms of performance wise, because I think Jay did phenomenally. One person I was kind of disappointed in, Darrell. Yeah. Amber B is little. He should have been able to, he, I think he, I don't know if it was because it took him so long to get the ropes up that he couldn't really get himself set. Still though, why did that take him so long? Her. It shouldn't have taken him that long to get the ropes up. Yeah. I picked Darrell for fantasy because that was another one that I thought was going to do well in this challenge and I was sadly mistaken. But yeah, Devin and Tori obviously make sense that Devin is going to lose the challenge on purpose, which honestly, Tori literally didn't think that he was trying. He thought that he, I mean, Tori thought that he was trying. So good on Devin for like playing the part, but. He, he, he is an evil genius. That is true. Yeah. But he did throw the challenge. So, and that was expected. Anissa and Leroy. Anissa's a very strong, stocky girl. Well, Leroy didn't even get there though. He didn't even make an attempt yeah. to hold her up because he couldn't get the ropes done. That's Come true. on, Leroy. That's all you are is Which, a pair of muscles. Yeah. Show muscles, not go muscles. I'm disappointed in him. I am. I think that that's- I know. This was not- He should have at least been able to get there and give it a shot, but he didn't. He didn't finish pulling Yeah. And I think they could have had a chance. I don't think they would have won just based on the fact that I think that- I don't think Leroy could hold her up for that long. I think he could hold her up, but I don't think time-wise he could have lasted. Yeah. I'm hoping for a redemption arc with Leroy because honestly- He's letting me down this season, and this is it's his last, last season. One. So I'm like, dude, I, I better Leroy. I want Leroy's A game out there right now, and right now we're getting Leroy's D game. Yeah, I'm really hoping Cam gets thrown into a fine uh, um, crater and ends up picking Leroy sometime soon because I think that that will end up happening the farther down we get. Yeah, because I think they would love to find run a final together, and I just think they'd be a great pair. Yeah. Um, Cause I actually think that like, there's some couples that like yell at each other to motivate each other, but I actually think they'd be quite supportive. Yeah. There was For the some, second heat. Oh political yeah. Go ahead. Stuff that goes on in this challenge. It is in the second heat actually. So we can segue into that. Oh, but okay. Lovely. We have Josh trying to cut some sort of deal with CT because we have Josh holding up Nani left and CT holding up big T and Josh knows mm-hmm. that if they're going to just go head to head, he's going to lose to CT because like sorry everyone's gonna lose to ct in, in a challenge and they, this challenge shows and that. holding up big t um i think kyle says it best that who was who is he talking about did he was he talking about ct where he said he could have picked big t up done a bunch of squats and then dangled her back and over? then put her back over <laughs> yeah. and then still held her yeah so yeah so josh is smart even, or might have been jay actually i don't remember i don't think he was talking about jay but no, no, no. I, I thought I thought it might have been Jay who said it, but it might oh, no, have been Kyle. Kyle. I can't remember. But um, oh, it was Kyle. I just couldn't remember who he was talking about. But I think Josh is smart here to try and cut a deal. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think he thinks that he's a little more important than he is in that he has more pull to cut this deal. But he's saying to CT, he's like, if you give it to me, you're safe or you can have whatever you want. Like, I'm with you. And CT was like, nah, 
if I win, you're safe. Like, oh. And Nadi's like, please don't let go. Please don't let go. Like, Nadi's screaming See, I at actually, him. I think it was I a combination had... of her fear of heights and her knowing that this deal is bogus and that Josh doesn't actually. Have... So I think it was a combination of her through her fear trying to tell Josh that he's delusional. But all it came across as is Nadi cries when you dangle her over high surfaces. Which, fair. Teresa did the same thing. Um, yeah. They both Teresa, have a fear of heights. She's surprised so. every five minutes, and I love it. Mm, I don't know. I was actually going to say later on in this episode that I think I Teresa this season is impressing me. Well, we I like her. the way she's playing this game. She has her foot in two ponds. She like does. She's, her and Jay she's are. She's having a good time. They're the true double agents of the season right now because Teresa's mm-hmm. got her old friends and she's also got the rookies because she's sort of a rookie on this season because she hasn't been there in a yeah. while. And then Jay. Rookie part two. Jay's got some big brothers and he's got Corey. So the two of them, mm-hmm. I think they're playing a little bit of a dangerous game because if they get put on the spot, there's going to be a problem but right now yeah. they're protected from all angles so she is playing a great game she does when she gets mentioned for like two seconds in a deliberation she starts to cry and I knew she was going to start to cry but and then in the preview for this week it looks like she's going to get into a little bit of trouble again but last time there was a preview about Teresa in an argument it was two seconds of airtime and nothing actually came of it so who knows yeah but yeah I agree I think Jay and Teresa First of all, amazing challenge performances. Second of all, yeah. politically, they're right smack in the middle right now. They are a very solid team. And I feel like even if they get sent in and one of them comes back with a gold skull, which I think they'll is likely together. depending on who they go up against, I think they'll stick together too. They're and I think the they'll help each other. That actually, yeah. Yeah. And I think they'll help the other one get the gold skull. I think sure. they work really well together and I like watching them play together. Um, Casey and Fessy, fucking miserable, embarrassing performance by Fessy. Fessy can't get yikes. the fucking rope out. Can't get a hold on Casey. I, I literally don't even want to talk about him anymore. He's disgusting me this season. You run on such a high horse. And not only do you almost lose in an elimination, you are basically guaranteed to win. You stab yeah. a bunch of people in the back and then you underperform in the challenge. Like you are an idiot. And I, I hope nobody forgets this next week. I hope no one forgets this it because I want to see him in elimination and I want to see him go home. This challenge on paper should have gone to the big guys with the little partners. It should have been CT, Darrell, Josh, and Fessy who were fighting it out. But instead we have little tiny Jay comes out of nowhere and we have Fessy gets thrown out like immediately and Darrell too. Neither one of them does very well. They have these tiny little partners and then these big strong dudes. This Mm -hmm. this game was made for them. Yeah. Darrell's getting lucky right now. I think he's coasting. Someone's gonna pull a power. I think that's gonna be one of the big power moves of the game is blindsiding Darrell and sending him in, or Darrell getting a win and making a big power move. I don't know which it's gonna be, but I'm assuming Durrell is going to be involved in a very large political elimination move one way right, or the other, because I think right now, Durrell's right now he's sitting too pretty is being played by Amber B. Yeah. Which it's, is kind of embarrassing on Durrell, but Durrell's never been a good political player. He's never so been like a political eh. guy, he's just been, I win challenges. I lift things up and put them down. Um, I lift things up and put them down. Exactly how Durrell, because he's been playing the game since it was mostly physical. We're sort of, it's sort of yeah. a bell curve, the challenge has been. It started out, it was all about the physical, but it wasn't necessarily that grueling. Like the final was like a three mile run. And then we had the middle, which was like 
very calculated, very political, like you had to have connections in order to go far. And now we're sort of moving back towards the physical game because we have people like Lolo and Fessy and Natalie Anderson. Yeah. So it is sort of less of a, I was on the real world and now people are going to laugh at me trying to be an athlete. And it's more of an actual athletic competition again. Which it's interesting though, because they pull all these people from games like Survivor and Big Brother in which politics and social game are so huge. So you still get that high political element that is so interesting on the and challenge. Yeah, he still it, sucks at the political game. <laughs> I, he sucks, he sucks at the physical Big brother too. His alliance got picked off one by one by one. Well, I mean, he's also sucking at the physical game right now. So <laughs> maybe this trend will continue and he'll go home. Yay. Um, if you can't tell, I'm pissed at Fessy. If you can't tell. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so CT and Big T come out with the win. Obviously, they have their cute little moment with the growling faces, and CT is literally dangling this poor girl fifteen hundred feet in the air, and he's good. He goes, "Show me your, show me your growl face, show me your mean face," and she just goes, "Grr," <laughs> and she's like borderline crying because she's hanging off a ledge. He's like, he's like literally just sitting there, pretty holding her wrist. He's like, "Show me your mean face," and she's like. <laughs> she didn't want to do it she didn't want to do the challenge at all but she didn't she has the heart like I'm not gonna let you down and I am not gonna show Mm -hmm. anybody weakness so CT was like Tula I'm coming over there I'm gonna hold you up and we're gonna win and he was right (laughs) he held her up and they they have this whole cute little moment where he's just like talking to her and they're just like literally like so cute and like you can tell she's so scared and he's just like we're gonna be fine I'm gonna hold you for another 60 seconds and then I'm gonna let you go nice and gentle it's so cute and they win and I think they deserve to win. I think Jay and Teresa also deserve to win, but CT and Big T clearly won that challenge. Absolutely. All right. So when we get back to the house, uh, we have a little uh, challenge igloo outing, our club of the season. And we have Queen. I love that little igloo. I love it. Queen Big T sets up a little handwritten vip booth when they're in the club and just has people coming up to her talking game kissing her rings bringing her drinks bringing her cigarettes whatever um my favorite was leroy coming up with a bottle of wine and her going what kind of wine is that and him going your favorite kind and she goes it's wine (laughs) yeah he goes uh your favorite kind right right so absolutely so cute and he pours it it's so cute this is the lighthearted challenge nonsense this had tamara's funeral vibes like i was just having a great um the the thing is though if this was anyone else i would have been so fucking annoyed (laughs) exactly but because it's big t and she's so charming and so cute like it was a really fun segment to watch um we have um, Big T and Ashley have a little moment. We're like a little friendship moment. Which yeah. That's a scary duo because they're both incredible actresses and snaky, snaky. So these two teaming up together, they they could take over the house. Big T already has yeah. her minions. The rookie, rookie numbers. Rookie girl alliance. Yeah. yeah. And then in this- her segment, little worker bees. Yeah. Most people are, you know, ring kissing very well. Um, and then we have Tori. Tori comes over and Big T says- Puts her fucking foot in her mouth. Exactly. Big T says, who are you going to vote in? And Tori, instead of saying, oh, I don't know, whatever the house thinks is a good idea, like, we'll see who's going to get their gold skull. Tori says, I'm going to vote in someone I think I can beat. When she has publicly said that she thinks she can beat Big T and all of Big T's friends. Why? Why? Tori, lie. You have to lie sometimes. Or 
tell half-truths. You cannot say that to Big T and expect it to go your way. I was very disappointed. I was like, Tori, you're usually politically smarter than this. That was a big, big boo-boo. Not a fan of it. Honestly, I'm really disappointed in Tori this season because I was so excited to see her play without Jordan. And now I'm coming to the realization that Tori can't play without Jordan because Jordan is smart politically. No, no. She has played without, Jordan was there but they weren't playing the same game. It was Jordan was playing Tori's game on Dirty 30. Like Tori was the sort Let's of talk mad- about Total Madness though cuz that was Jordan's game. Total Madness they didn't have a political game. <laughs> Total Madness well, they were that's what I'm saying, though, like, one the whole time. Which but I don't understand like I for because at this point in time obviously we understand now that Tori and Jordan are separated and Tori had a lot of interviews after last week's episode. Um when she kind of got put under fire or put on the spot by Devin's moment and her winning the challenge. She was on Barstool podcast, Chicks in the Office. And she talked about her kind of decline in her relationship with Jordan. And she talks about how it was kind of broken already before she went on the show. Uh, but she hoped Time Apart would fix that. And so they were still in an okay spot. And I don't understand how you can be engaged to someone who has proved over and over again that size and appearance does not matter I don't like Jordan I don't like the way he plays a game but he is disabled he literally has one hand and people underestimated him his entire challenge career until he started winning and which was very quickly might I add as much as I don't like Jordan like how can you sit here and call other players weak just by their looks when you're engaged to the king of that trope because I feel like it's it's not like that at all I feel like because Tori, I just think it's very hypocritical. She sort of tries to express that she's because she doesn't ever really say, I think I can beat these girls because they're small. Um, I think it has she says because they are weak, which is worse, right? I think it has something to do with in her head, but part of it, part of what Anissa tries to explain for Tori, because Anissa is way better at speaking to human beings than Tori is, is that it was happy Anissa didn't really get dragged through the mud. With, I understand she got thrown into elimination because that was the way to get Tori out, but and that like messed with Tori's game. But I like that Anissa didn't really suffer right. per so, se, other than losing Tori in what, this episode because she really could have. What Anissa is saying and what I think Tori has been trying to express, but very, very poorly, is it's not necessarily that they're smaller or that they're quote unquote weak. It's more that they've never proven otherwise. So for Tori, Tori's proved herself, Teresa's proved herself, Nani's proved herself. So the girls she's going to go after are girls who, A, don't have the experience to know how to get their head in the game, and B, Tori has never seen them do well. So why wouldn't she assume that she can beat them? Because Tori is a physical threat. Which I understand that, but there's a difference between starting off a conversation by saying, hey, you've never earned your stripes. Let's put you in elimination and do that. Where she didn't do that. Instead, she did all this little talking behind people's backs. This person's weak. I can beat them in this egotistical way. This narcissistic, egotistical, I'm better than everyone way. She didn't do the whole get in there and prove your stripes. She did the whole they're weak. I can beat them. And then tried to switch it to be like earn your stripes. That was the part that I just did not like because she very, it's very understandable to go up to Amber M and say, no, I'm voting you in because you need to earn your stripes. And I would like to be the one to take you out because I think I can do it. There's a difference between going up to someone in this game, confronting them and saying, which Amber M does. I want to applaud her as a rookie for standing up to Tori because she deserved to do that. And that was awesome. 
that was a great way for her to be like, hi, you're not going to walk all over me. She did it in a respectful way. She did it in a way that was like, hi, I don't know where your problem is, but I'm here. I would like to consider myself a competitor. And if you want to go against me, then that's fine. But come up to my face, talk to me about it. And then we can hash it out in the crater. Don't talk all this bullshit about me and my friends behind my back and then spin it in deliberation to say, to have your friend Anissa who can speak, talk for you and say, actually, we meant it this way when that is not how Tori meant it. You yeah. can say all you want that like Tori thinks that it's that way, but I don't think it is. She thought she, they were weak. She thought that she could sure. beat them. And she, sure, she, thinks she put her foot in her mouth. She thinks they're weak, but I think, I don't think there can be any, any connection drawn or hypocrisy about the fact that she's engaged to Jordan because he only has one hand and that she's calling players weak. There's no connection there at all. People have been very open and honest about like what Jordan's shortcomings are because of that. There are challenges where he has been unable to beat the other guys because you need two hands for it. And he's been open about that. Everyone who knows him and loves him has been open about that. So I don't think there's any hypocrisy there at all with being able to see people's, because if I'm Tory, yeah. And I want to see a hall brawl. Yeah. I want someone who's half my size. That's just the, that's just the truth. If I'm CT and I'm going into a pole wrestle, why wouldn't I want to go against a guy that only has one hand? I don't think that has any correlation or hypocrisy at all. I disagree, but only because I think that that's something that Jordan, like Jordan himself says, like, just because like, especially early on in his first few seasons, he's like, people are going to underestimate me because of the way I look because of the disability that I have. And I'm going to prove them wrong. Like, I think that's a very similar thing to saying like, I'm Amber, I'm five, two. And that is my shortcoming. Like, it's annoying to me that Tori is going to sit there and bash somebody else for their physical she's not engaged to Jordan for his ability to compete in pole wrestles she's engaged to Jordan I know so I I just don't want to draw that connection at all because I don't think there is one I just think it's annoying I just think it's annoying but I'm not saying she's doing it on purpose I just see it and I think it's annoying but we have Big T and Ashley we talked about them um Tori and Amber have their little scuffle which is very confrontational on Amber's part I just I want like I said I want to credit Amber because I think that was very big of her and it made her very a big I think it made her intimidating in this game I think it really solidified her spot as a social political player Amber is one of the most socially intelligent people in this game right now on her season of are you the one she won she won that game for them well, I don't know about that. Um, I think she actually sort of was a detriment to them because she wasn't very like, go, go, go. Let's play the game at the beginning. She sort of laid back for most of the season, but she was the person who could read everybody else and knew what all the other connections were. So it's sort of translating to this game is she knows when to call someone out. She knows when to keep her mouth shut. Yeah. She knows who to go to that's going to be on her side and the line with her. So I think her social intelligence is crazy. She, unlike Joshua Bassett, knows how to read the room. <laughs> okay, get out of here with that nonsense. Anyway. Um, that is great. And it's so true. She knows no. when to read the room. And she did that and she confronted Tori. And I think Tori fumbled a little bit with that. She Tori Amber absolutely. came up to her and Tori, Tori, Tori was like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Because this, I'm wrong. supposed to be this big badass player. And she wasn't. She isn't. I'm sorry. Tori, I didn't like Tori coming into the season and... I was hoping after the first couple episodes that I was going to start to like her because I love Anissa and they're really close, but I don't, I still hate Tori. I hate her even more because I think she's an idiot. Um, and I think she literally threw away 
one of the best possible game situations she could have had. She was so well aligned. She had a lot of connections in this house and she literally her own egotistical narcissistic brain thinking she's better than everybody else lost her this game. To be fair, she is better than them. However, the numbers were not in her favor. So she needed to keep her mouth shut. You can only talk a big game like that if you have the numbers to back yourself up. But yeah, which is why she didn't have the numbers. You're right. She did not read the room at all. And it was a political fumble on her part. Um, So then stupid. Yeah. We get back to the house, which is when Tori and Anissa start trying to campaign to get, Mm -hmm. um, who are they trying to get the house for to be Amber M? I think she said Mm -hmm. little Amber. I think they were going for Amber M because, you know, Amber M was after Tori. Um, we have a lot and of the. I, they had a feeling it was going to be a hall brawl. They all had that. They had a feeling. I don't think. I don't think they had that, an idea. Or they had a feeling it was going to be physical. I, I don't. I don't think. I, think, that, I mean, I, I think do. they were thinking, think. even if it's a puzzle, you know, Tori's really smart. So that's obviously the person yeah. she'd want to go against as well. But so they're competing. Yeah, they get. Hall brawl was literally last week. What am I saying? They get um, some people on their side. Um, Corey, you know, we have a little Cornisa moment. Um, mm-hmm. but they ultimately don't have numbers at all. Um, the itty bitty small committee barely has a campaign because they just already have the numbers. Plus they have Leroy burning a vote. <laughs> um, and which let's talk about too, Cam voting them in because Cam's head is on that screen. Cam's face is on that screen. Well, is it? To vote Leroy and Anissa in. I'm pretty sure it was. I have a picture of it so that I could do our points. I'm like pretty sure she's the first one. Yeah, Cam. Yeah, Cam voted for him. Which- Cam, Kyle, Amber M, Michi, Nani, Ashley Mitchell, Devin, Leroy voting for himself, Amber B, <laughs> Darrell, Casey, Nam, Lolo, Gabby, and Leo. So we still have a few partnerships that are voting together. Um, yeah, especially a lot of those rookie partnerships. Yeah. Um, obviously CT and Big T don't have a vote because they're in they're the double agents, which double honestly agents. though, that would have been two more votes for Anissa and Leroy, which I feel like the the where the cuts that they showed for this scene of the show, it honestly led me to believe that it was going to be Amber M and Michi. It really did. I like I really thought it was gonna be Amber M that was going into this elimination just because the way they the MTV cut this scene up made it look like it was going to be but then it was Anissa and Leroy and I was honestly pleasantly surprised because either way I was hoping one of them would get their red skull and I was honestly happy to see this rookie alliance I'm not usually excited for the rookies to take power in the game because I like the vets I like the way they play I like watching a vet controlled game but this was so well done and it was so smart and And it had the approval of big names yeah it had the approval of these big names like CT and Darrell so I think it was a well-played move. It's not like the rookie alliance that was like John and Simone and Brittany and Adam because they're not rookies, but these are, these are rookies that I enjoy getting behind. Um, One Mm -hmm. of the few Are You The One players prior or um, after Are You The One season three that isn't annoying. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So we have our votes, our deliberation. Ashley at the beginning of the deliberation is like, I'm just going to, I'm going to take a vow of silence. I'm not going to say anything Mm -hmm. because Smart. smart she just came in the game she really needs to keep her head down and then kyle yeah. she's coasting off. right now she's having a good time she is kyle starts off our deliberation with a couple jokes as kyle does um and then we have not just big t, just trying to ease the tension because big t is not there because she's the double agent we have gabby 
instead of her is the one who speaks up and says I'm voting for Tori because I don't like her attitude and that's when yeah, they call tries, her out on her bullshit Anissa tries to cover Tori's ass um Amber M has some sass going on in this deliberation so those r- rookie personalities are coming out and they have the numbers and so it sort of spells mm-hmm. danger for Anissa going forward and honestly for Cam going forward because it's only you think so they're gonna get out their big targets and then they're gonna say who's left other than us oh there's cam there like there's Teresa. so people like that are gonna be next on their hit list Teresa's a little lower on their hit list i think because yeah. she's sort of in with them but eventually yeah other people off yeah that's true i i hope that something changes in order because i think cam is having a good game right now i think kyle's having a good game just by sitting back and watching things happen. I think Cam kind of learned her lesson of trying to stir the pot when it didn't go in her favor in those first two weeks of the game. Um, Because that did hurt. She tried to stir the pot and then back out and really couldn't. So I think that she's kind of just sitting back, letting things play out and waiting till it's her time to strike. And I think that she'll hopefully come in and make a big move at some point soon that works in her favor. Because I would like to see Cam play a stronger, more out there game. Because I think she is playing a strong game, but I would like to see her more involved um I'd like to see her I'm hoping like know I know what's going on instead of just thinking she knows what's going on because <laughs> right now she's a yeah she had off a, the mark she's not quite- yeah she had a couple confessionals in this episode so I'm hoping we get her a little bit more next episode um and we also see after the deliberation and after voting or right before I can't remember CT tries to align himself with rookies Nam and Lolo yeah which said- very smart on his part CT and Big T, dynamic duo because C, uh, Big T has all these numbers and then CT has these, he's able to make these little connections. And what, what clued into me that that partnership is perfect is Big T also, when they're in the chamber, when CT was like, what if Lola wants it? Big T was like, we can do that because she's willing to listen yep. to him and he's willing to listen to her. That is a great partnership. Yeah. But yeah, CT goes to Lolo and Nam in the kitchen and he says, Lolo, if it's, you know, if it's girls and you want it, would you want me to send you in? And she says, yeah, I'll let you know. So that is a great yeah. to reach out to because they're eventually going to win something and they could throw him a bone. Yeah. So it's, yeah. First of all, and it's I think number. they will. Yeah. It's a number yep. and it's a number who is a physical threat. So that, Correct. that's big props to CT for making that move and big props to Lolo and Nam for being like, you know what? That's a good idea. Let's jump on it. Yeah. I really don't think Nam had a lot to do with that. I really Nam just don't. Went, well, I don't. What's, what do you guys say? I like, it's hard. I like, I don't want to assume that Nam is not smart. I just can't tell if he's a little culturally out there, like out of the I circle. Think, yeah, I can't, I, think, I can't. It's just because it's new to it. He's new to the game. I don't yeah. know what it is. I think there's the the problem of the language barrier. Because I don't want to assume he's stupid. Right. Yeah. The problem of the language barrier. I think he's actually pretty intelligent. Just based on like the jokes he cracks at Lolo. He's a very clever guy. Um, but I also think yeah. that yeah, he doesn't really know how the game works. Like we saw him in the episode zero, literally asking Corey what an elimination was. So I don't think it's that he's not And he didn't know who TJ was. Yeah, it's that he doesn't quite yet know the nuances of the game, but I think he will pick them up. And if we see him in the future, yeah. he'll be able to play his own game because I think he has, you know, the building block intelligence it takes to be able to understand the game. He just doesn't yet know the rules or how people play. Yeah, I agree. But I think that that was really smart on Nam and Lolo. And I think that even though Lolo didn't get a chance to go down there, I think that by CT extending that 
olive branch, that handout to form that connection, I think that she'll hopefully bring it back to him in the future. And that will make them, I think the four of them could honestly, if they wanted to make a pact to go to the final, they could go. I think they could. And I I think they could do it. I think it would be foolish for Big T and CT to do that. Um, because oh yeah, in a final, um, the track star and ultimate beast master dude are smoking them. But I think using them to get to maybe like the last elimination before the final would be pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Or at least holding their hand because I think CT provides this kind of knowledge cushion of the game that even though Lolo's been on a couple of spinoffs, like she doesn't really get it. So I think that CT is a very useful thing for them. And they're very useful to CT because Nam and Lolo, like you said, are probably going to win a challenge at some point. They came close with this last one. So I, I think they're definitely have a chance. I think also with the twist of the game, um, if, you know, Big T really wanted, she can carry them as far as whatever. And then the day before the final be like, okay, Nam's my partner now. Like, that's that part of the game is you do want to keep people in the game that are strong of the opposite sex because they could be you have a chance to pick them yeah exactly yeah but then obviously deliberation happens we learn that nisa and leroy are the vote and so going into elimination we see that Teresa and jay are the true double agents. They have, we notice that right before they go into elimination, that is when it's really revealed that they kind of have their foot in two different ponds and both of them do. It's not like it's just Teresa or just Jay. They are spreading themselves pretty thin. That's why they're in all four of the groups because Jay's in two Mm -hmm. of them and Teresa's in two of them. So they're covered by the guys and by the girls on both sides. I see I'm waiting to see if the other teams realize this before it's too late because if they don't realize soon they are in the final and if they get their gold skulls they are in the final the key to that not happening is Teresa just chilling out if Teresa doesn't do what Teresa does best which is get into an argument and then not understand that she's not the victim um then yeah they will be able to float but if she ruffles any feathers then people are going to start to notice hey hold on a second you're in every alliance and then jay is just gonna yeah um crap we almost had it so i think the key to that is a hothead too so i think if both of them can keep their cool jay already keep their heads on straight up with josh but if they can keep their cool then yeah they're going to be able to just stay right in the middle and glide to a final and win because they're good competitors. Yeah, they really could do it. They could do it, especially because they're physical. I mean, we saw them compete in this challenge. They could win this thing. All right, going into elimination. We have Big T up on her throne. She's vibing. She's like, my reign is slowly coming to an end. But I have to say, she executed this plan perfectly this was a plan that could have gone this is one of those plans where it could have been a great political move wrong time or right time missed the mark and this played out perfectly this could not have gone better for the itty bitty small committee it really couldn't have they are sitting pretty right now big t had a very successful no, they're in there isn't really any blood on their hands because the ha- this is what the rookies wanted like exactly. amber m i think even though big t was the one who threw tori in there obviously yeah. we find out that you know they get thrown in and so 
yeah, so we see Big T really perfectly complete this little power trip that she has. It was good timing. It was a good move. It makes sense for her going forward. The only person that's really going to be upset about it is Anissa, and that's one person. So as far as, as making moves go, it could not have gone better for her. So we see her say, I want to throw in Tori and Devin. And CT says, TJ, mm-hmm. I'm backing my partner up. Let's go Tori and Devin. And then as Tori comes down to the pit, she says something. I don't know. Someone makes a snide comment. And Amber M, I laughed out loud. Just a little hand heart back at Tori, which was so funny to me. I was like, this is, this is the beef I want to see. Like I didn't was, even notice that. It's like a split second. They cut to her up on the bridge and she gives her a little hand heart, which I thought was funny. That's so funny. And then we get into our elimination, which what is it called? It's called like bomb damage something or other. I don't, it was stupid, but the elimination itself I thought was really good. I really liked this elimination. Because it was something Asset we hadn't really seen. That's what it's called. Asset yeah. destruction. Yeah. It was something we hadn't really seen before. Yeah. We've seen all of the elements that were in it in other places mm-hmm. before, but we've never seen Yeah, but never together. Things. Yeah. So And I thought it was good. Like this was a good physical elimination that took strength and power, but it also like you had to be smart and you had to be quick and you had to move. Looking at it on paper, I really thought it was Tori's game to lose because Anissa doesn't necessarily have the stamina Tori has. So I really thought mm-hmm. the sled stage was going to be very similar. And then that Tori was going to, you know, blow Anissa away with the throwing of them, which what sort of was true. Tori did throw the bombs a lot faster. But what went wrong for Tori is with this thing, what ends up happening is you have to pull the sled down this track and the how it tips is not from pulling with, with brute strength. The way it tips it's is momentum. inertia. So if you keep yeah. that momentum, your, your sled's going to tip. Women in STEM. That's women. I am a woman in STEM. I actually am. This is what I do. But yeah, no, for Anissa, Anissa had a full, like she kept pulling the whole time. She kept a rhythm. So the minute her sled yeah. hits the end, her basket tips. Tori, when she got to the end, had lost speed somehow. And so it's not something that you can pull over with brute strength. Like physically, you do not have the strength to do that. No competitor would have been able to pull that thing over with no momentum. Yeah. Because the way, well, the angle that the rope is at, it like stops the, right. it like stops. If you keep pulling on that rope, it doesn't matter because the end of that crate is preventing you from actually pulling where you need to pull. You have to pull it more than 90 degrees to get it over. Yeah. So it's not something you can do with brute strength. You need that. Inter- you need it to stop. You need it to hit the stop at the end of the sled, which is going to send it flying over. Like when you hit your brakes and you go into the dashboard, that's what you're trying to do. So Tori, it takes her way too long to figure that out and ends up pulling the sled all the way back. I think it's actually people in the peanut gallery who are telling her that that's what she needs to do. But it takes her way yeah, too it's, long. Yeah, it takes her way too long to figure that out. And by then, Anissa's got a ten point lead, and Tori, I mm-hmm. thought had absolutely no chance of catching up. Foot in my mouth, because holy crap, she comes mm-hmm. out of nowhere, is throwing bomb after bomb after bomb, and almost catches. Yeah, she ends up losing by two when she was down by ten. That's absolutely mental I don't know if she would have gone that fast if they had finished the sleds at the same time or if desperation and adrenaline kicked in and that's why she moved yeah I don't know but if she had come back and won that it would have been the biggest comeback in challenge history it it would have already even with a loss I would consider it an incredible comeback because oh absolutely she came back 
like she made up 10 points in I don't know how long it was because we don't know the exact length of it but she was absolutely flying so I feel bad that it was the mechanics of the game that caused her to lose because she was a more fit competitor for that challenge she had she finished her sled first and just didn't tip it first and she was way faster with the bombs so I think if she had figured out if she didn't panic when it wouldn't tip and she had figured out that she needed a momentum she absolutely would have won that game with flying colors and Anissa wouldn't have stood a chance so I do feel bad that's the way she lost because I like to see a win based on pure skill and not based on something like that so I'm going to disagree with you slightly. And though I do think it's sad to see two friends battle it out in an elimination and have one of them lose, especially when they were so close to making a comeback, like it sucks. Um, but I do have to say, I think that this elimination was partially based on experience. And I think that Anissa right away, I don't know if she got lucky, I don't know, but I think that the fact that Anissa has seen so many eliminations and so many challenges, she knew that she had to just kind of use the momentum. I think even if they both had not gotten it on that first one, I still think Anissa would have gotten it first, just because I think Anissa has that knowledge of seeing this game been, be played so many times in dailies, and eliminations, in mercenaries. Like, I think that just pure experience helped Anissa out a lot here and I think that Tori just didn't have that experience in order to be able to realize like there's more to it than just brute strength like I really I do I don't think experience helped Anissa so much as inexperience hurt Tori because which that's what I'm saying yeah yeah, Anissa didn't get faced with that problem she just had the sled moving the whole time from the get-go I don't know Mm -hmm. if she would have figured it out if it was a thing but I do think Tori's panic came from her not having been in as many eliminations as Anissa was. Um, So that, but it's still heartbreaking to me to watch. Like, I don't like um, technicalities. And to me, that was not skill. It was a technicality that she didn't really know the mechanics of how that thing works. So if someone like Wes were faced with that problem. If someone like Devin were faced with that problem, they would have seen it because the way they win is by I hacking think the game. Seen it someone too. like Johnny Bananas would have hacked the game too. I don't think Anissa yeah. hacks games. I think she just plays them correctly from the get-go, so doesn't run into those problems. Um, but yeah, to me, I kind of wish I had gotten to see them go head-to-head in a more head-to-head manner. I just think like the minute... Tori started to panic it was game over yeah I agree and though she did make up for it a lot she did lose and I do agree that this challenge should have been won that Tori won and I think it's same thing as Fessy last week where Fessy ended up winning but should have blown him away yeah right and I think Tori really should have I think it would have been closer between Tori and Anissa than it should have been between Nelson and Fessy Um, because I do think that this is very like very evenly matched in terms of the fact that they both have strength they both have that drive they both have that ability to take these really heavy soccer ball weight type things and chuck them over their heads like they both have that ability but Tori should have outright won just because she's faster and stronger and more agile than Anissa is and the fact that she lost and you said you were gonna work uh, out today 
I did. I really don't know what a medicine ball is. They look like soccer balls. They were literally ripping one of them in a knee. It looked more like volleyballs than soccer balls. You played volleyball. You should know that. Well, that's a played is a strong word. (laughs) Played is a strong word. (laughs) But yeah, we have, you know, I want to point out Ashley doing what Ashley does best during this elimination, where she was like, when you see that someone's obviously going to win, you start cheering for them when you have a loud mouth because then they're going to go, oh, Ashley was on my side the whole time, even if I wasn't, which Mm -hmm. that's classic millionaire Mitchell snaky gameplay. And then when we ultimately have- She gets in people's heads. She gets in people's heads and she sticks there and it wins her the game. It wins her the game. So She's surprisingly intelligent for someone who seems- She's very smart. Yeah, but- Dopey as she does. After Nisa gets that 13th bomb, she gets that win. Uh, Big T gives one of my favorite confessionals of the episode where she says, it's a good day for queen and country. I love Big T so much. That was the most UK British thing I have ever heard on the challenge. And I love it. Who somebody mentioned, I think it's Lolo earlier in the episode when she sets up her little VIP thing and Lolo's like, no, she's from the UK. She's used to queens and monarchy and hierarchy. This is what she's used to, royalty. And she deserves to be treated like a queen. And I just think it's so funny that this carried throughout the whole episode because it was hilarious to watch and it was so entertaining. (laughs) And like, I like that it was just for one episode because God knows Big T and CT probably aren't going to win another challenge. They could, but they probably won't. There's a winning challenge later on, so... (laughs) Oh, that is true. That we is all true. Know, CT's a garbage but, disposal. So, yeah, Big T though. I don't know. We'll have to find out. We'll see. She's heart, so we'll see. We, we, you will definitely see. But so then, going into the partner switching, because Anissa wins. Obviously, Tori gets sent home. This leaves Devin without a partner. Anissa, like the crazy person she is. <laughs> takes fessy back what is that about it was working they were winning challenges they were in a good political spot if i'm anisa okay i mean yeah he didn't do so well in the last challenge but i don't know it kind of makes sense for me for a move for her because i don't think her and leroy as much as they've known each other for years they're both vets I don't think that's a good match because anisa also doesn't want to play cam's game so i don't think anisa wants to i think it would have worked she doesn't want to touch I think that it would have worked, but it wouldn't have yeah. been the best. So yeah. she's going back to what she knows was working in this format, in this game, a couple weeks ago, which is her and Fessy. And so then... Which the, get- only, the only concern I have with Anissa and Fessy is I love Anissa. I like the way she plays the game. I think she's a very strong competitor. I think she likes to prove herself like... I loved her confessional after her win saying that she was here. She's here to win. She has the heart. Like, no, like if she, if somebody wants her golden skull, they can come down and fucking fight her for it. Like she is a queen and she is a badass and I love her. But I think taking Fessy back is not smart. I think it makes her look weak because why are you relying on this partner who clearly like is physical and yes, 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 all this stuff. But Fessy like I don't know if she forgot or what that Fessy has this massive target on her back because I don't think people are going to forget that when a guy's elimination comes up I but don't. I think that people are starting to realize that since you're not being eliminated as a pair it doesn't really matter if your partner has a target on their back because then they'll get thrown in you know what I'm saying there has the only yet, problem I, I just don't want they, to get dragged into it right but they kind of aren't like people's partners aren't really like you see it with Devin and Tori like Devin's unaffected by the fact that everyone's after Tori 
So I think that they're starting to realize that and they're starting to not be so scared of having a partner with a target on their back. But I think if you're, if you're saying that taking Fessy back is not smart for Anissa, if you're Anissa, who do you take? I don't, that's the thing. That's the only other thing is I don't know because I think she could theoretically, like the only problem is, is I think that there's a lot of people she could work with. There's just no one here, I think, other than Fessy that she could really click with in terms of someone who mutually respects her and values what she has to say. Because I think her and CT actually would have made a pretty good pair. You put in the fact that they're both older and that, I don't know, I would consider Darrell maybe. Than than Fessy, because then she loses like all the connections in the house that Fessy still kind of brings. So I think, yeah, I, I don't know. I would that. consider Josh other than the fact that Josh is annoying. Josh, Josh. why would you, I ever, would, if I was Anissa, I would pick Josh. I would only I would consider Josh it. if I knew it. that the next daily was going to be I would consider- pots and pans together. <laughs> that is the only time you pick Josh uh, or being annoying. If the challenge is annoying your opponents to death, then I'm also picking Josh. But other than that, never in a million years am I picking Josh as a partner. So I think for Nisa, right, this decision is the devil you know versus the devil you don't. She knows what's wrong with Fessy, but she also knows that she's won challenges with Fessy. So for me, I saw it coming. I I, I actually kind of didn't see it coming because I thought she was a little more mad at him, but it makes sense to me. It makes sense. It's just like, I'm, it's going to be wicked annoying if next week we get, uh, or two weeks from now, Fessy gets thrown into, they throw Fessy and Anissa into elimination based on the fact that they think it's a male elimination and then then it's it's a a female female. elimination. And then Anissa gets sent home because then I'm going to be pissed. You're talking to me right now about being scared of the person your fave is partnered up with. Okay, because Nani's still with Josh. So if one of us gets to panic here, it's me. <laughs> because not only is he annoying yeah. hell, but he sucks. So I'm double scared. Um, anyway, <laughs> we get a yeah. confessional from Leroy after this switcheroo happened. That was so cute. Now he gets to pick. And so he says, obviously, or who? No, Casey gets to pick. And so she says, I want my boy Leroy back. And he says, hold me and don't let go. <laughs> he's like oh my god thank god i love that partnership scary scary they run the final they win because they yeah they would coast i think i think that they have the power to be unproblematic enough to coast a little bit casey i don't know now that she's kind of got because i feel like she had this little weird little spotlight thrown on her when fessy chose her and so i don't know how that's going to affect her game like later on but i don't know casey's game on both big brother and here is she makes herself invaluable socially. Like everyone just likes Casey so much that they can't even think, oh shoot, Casey's a threat because they're so focused on Casey's my friend, I want her here. So that is what Casey's, she's just so personable. Even when she almost got involved in some drama when she has the argument with CT over the pizza, it, her and CT end up, you know, being mature about it. She's like, CT, it's fine, whatever. Like I'm laughing about it. And all the heat gets thrown mm-hmm. on Josh. So I think Casey has an uncanny ability to make people like her, which is why yeah. she doesn't ever really have a target on her back. Mm-mm. Yeah. I'm so yeah, no. And then Devin is obviously rogue now, which this is what he wanted. Love rogue. This, Devin. I don't, 
Which the only thing is, is I think Devin feels like he has a lot of power, but he actually doesn't because he kind of just gets thrown with whatever male's partner that the guy gets sent home. So like whatever guy gets sent home next week, he's kind of just stuck with their partner pretty much or whoever everybody else doesn't want. Like that's the thing that people don't realize is that like if you're the rogue agent, you kind of get thrown with the person who's picked last in dodgeball. So I don't really understand why Devin values being rogue so much. That like doesn't. Because he hates working with other people. It's not like he's like, oh, I'm rogue yeah. now. Power. It's like, oh, I'm rogue now. So I don't have to worry about having a partner or dealing with my partner. He just like, he just likes chaos. So I think to him, being a rogue agent is the most chaotic thing you can be in this game. So he just gets to stir the pot and have some fun with it. Yeah, that's fair. Especially. If it's a girls' week, they can't vote him in. Yeah, I guess so. Or he just has a week. I don't know, but it was just a girls' week. But it was just a girls' week, so we have to assume that next week will be a guys' week, so that and Devin can have in. a partner. Get what happened? We've only ever Mm-mm. had, we've only ever had a rogue agent for one week because people kept going home. But could CT even be voted in? I don't think so because no, he couldn't so, compete. So, so it was like unfair because yeah. he didn't have a chance to win. So he doesn't have a chance to be limited. So he's Devin kind of coasting for one gets more week. A free week. So he almost wants it to yeah. be a guy's week because he's coasting. That's the, yeah, that's like the kind of thing that like ends up being the benefit of being a rogue agent. Is you kind of get to just vibe exactly. for a week. So that I think is what he wanted. So in our preview for next episode, uh, it seems like MTV wants us to be prepared for a little Teresa versus Lolo um, drama political showdown, which, first of all, this is the worst two people in the world to get into an argument when it comes to the females because Lolo is a crazy person and <laughs> Teresa never knows when she's wrong. So this just straight up, is could be someone's gonna get someone's gonna get hit i don't i like don't someone will cry and it will be Teresa. so i like i'm and someone will get physical and i feel like it will be lolo so i don't and now i'm gonna have to hold lolo back but i'm both excited and i'm I'm so excited excited to see it i'm so excited to see it it could be very entertaining or it could just make me want to bang my head against a wall and be frustrating Mm -hmm. if they're like both just missing the point which knowing Lolo and Teresa is what might happen but I don't know newfangled Teresa might be a little different than the Teresa that we know and hate so so in the preview it kind of seems like Lolo is coming at Teresa and Teresa's kind of just sitting there which that's like I don't know if that means that like Lolo is making like a mountain out of a molehill or if this is just Teresa's usual fashion of not knowing when she fucks up so I can't tell that's how Teresa fights usually look is like she'll do something shady someone will get mad go confront her she doesn't realize why they're mad and then she'll go go and cry in a room to somebody else later that's what most Teresa arguments that's what Teresa versus Laurel looked like it's what Teresa versus Nani looked like so we'll see I have high hopes because I'm rooting for both of these girls right now. So I don't really want them to be pitted against each other. I know. But we'll see. Should be exciting. That's why I'm like annoyed. I'm like, I wish it was anyone else. I wish it was anyone else. Yeah. The daily challenge is going to be a mini final, they said. I love it. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, I made my picks accordingly because I want to see. I hope I did too now that I think about it because I actually kind of just forgot about what the 
challenge was. So. Um, you did. You made one interesting pick, which I'll tell you about. But who I picked? Me uh, for I literally for everyone's uh, who wants to know. I took the google form that we have based on um the final pick literally less than 10 minutes ago so someone let me know why i can't remember my picks i'm going to talk about last week how we did last week first um emily rough oh yeah rough week with four points and it's because at least i didn't lose any at least i didn't you picked tori who um got like negative 20 for the week for losing the daily and losing elimination so bad bad week for people who picked tori um we did have a member of our fantasy league yeah. in the negatives this week. So rest in peace. Um, I, however, got 143 points. Thank you, Big T. I fucking only bitch. Picked, you fucking I, bitch. I picked, no, listen, I only picked Big T because I knew CT was going to be able to hold her up for this challenge. I did not realize she was going to have the political night she had. So props, Big T, for letting me almost catch up to my brother who's still winning without even watching the show. But um, so for next week. Jail for Cameron. Jail for Cameron. So for next week, my guys, I picked Corey and Jay because Corey right now is partnered with Ashley. So they could do well in a mini final. Um, I just want to point out, did you miss the little, the little quip of Corey firmly going, we went the wrong way? Oh, I did miss that. Oh, I'm hoping it's like, that was the exact reason I literally pressed Corey and then unpressed Corey because I remember. I didn't realize it was him that said that. So that I'm like 99% sure it's him. That might be the ass, but it also might be one of those things where they like say it out loud, but they don't actually end up doing that because they want us. To That's true. Drama. So I'm going to cross my fingers for that because I did not realize it was Corey saying that. Rest in peace, me. And I'm not a cheater. So I'm not going to change my picks now that you've said that. Um, my other guy is Jay because well, him can. and Teresa are going to tear it up, but I didn't want to pick Teresa because yeah. I'm of this fight. Um, for girls, I picked Gabby, which is a controversial pick. But she's in good political standing right now. And her and Leo showed me something at the last challenge. So I'm thinking maybe we could get at least a middle of the pack finish. And then Gabby does some good political stuff. I don't know. And then my other female pick is Casey. Self-explanatory. Her and Leroy are going to tear it up. Emily picked Devin, who can't even compete. Why? That's why I picked him. Well, that's why I picked him. Because Because he won't lose points. Exactly. He won't lose points. And so. Safe pick. I picked, and also I think that Devin is in a position where because he kind of has a buy for the week, he might try and make some positive political moves. Okay. So you know what I mean? Like I won't lose points physically because he can't get um, kicked out in elimination. He can't lose a daily. Um, but politically, I think he could make some big steps because he has that immunity for the week. And I think that Devin usually plays a politi- good political game. Like I don't like Devin. I don't like the way he Especially plays the game. Especially if but he fails safe. He- yeah, so if he feels safe, I think he might feel a little confident, might feel a little, maybe feeling himself a little bit, and he might make some good moves because I think that this is kind of what Devin will see, and I think that that's something that's positive for him. And then, so I know I picked Lolo, you right? Also pick, for guys, you also picked Jay. Yeah, oh, I did pick Jay. Okay. Pick Jay. Um, so I always think I always think I pick CT because I love CT, but then I just don't <laughs> pick CT because it's a risk sometimes. Yeah, it is a risk. Um, but I picked Jay because I think that Jay and Teresa are going to do well, like you said, in this Maybe, challenge. Yeah. Um and pick, I thought Lolo. that Lolo. So yeah, I picked Lolo because I didn't want to pick Teresa. Yep. I didn't want to pick Teresa because yeah. of the fact that I feel like Teresa might be wrong in their little scuffle and I don't want to lose points for that. Yeah. And so I feel like Lolo is a safe bet because I think her and Nam are obviously going to do well in this challenge. Fingers crossed. Cause if they don't, Better that's fucking embarrassing. Better hope she doesn't punch a wall or a person. 
Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm we hoping for that. When Josh made a dent in the wall, that that counted as throwing a punch and he lost points for that. So you better hope that Lolo keeps he her fist to herself. Correct. Um, but so, yeah, I think that Lolo and Nam obviously are in a good position to do well in this challenge. They're physical monsters. Um, and then my other girl was Cam because I think Cam is set up in a really good position with Kyle to do well in this challenge too, because Cam is obviously a beast. Kyle ran a final last season and did really well. He was one of the only few people to finish. So I'm excited. I I think they could do well. And I picked Cam because I think Cam is a little bit more of a surefire political pick than Kyle is in terms of where they are right now, in terms of not losing points. Because I think if Devin does something fishy, Kyle could lose points because he gets rubbed into that a little bit. So I chose Devin and Cam. I mean, Kyle does still hold the record for our highest scoring week. So that's That's something to chew on. We had a bonus question this week that I think was a fun one, which is, would you rather compete with your rival, your ex, or your bloodline? And we both said rival. I said rival because I, first of all, I don't really have a rival in mind, but in my life, both exes and bloodlines aren't really physical threats. So that made me nervous. But what about you? Yeah. Why'd you pick rival? So my bloodlines, personally, um, (laughs) they wouldn't do too well. Let's just say Rachel and Bridget, my sisters um so we didn't get along for like a long time and we only just started getting along so I can't imagine if like a Rachel and I were thrown into this situation keg. yeah yep so I you know just we started I think Rachel and Bridget the could never though. maybe just maybe not maybe. with you <laughs> yeah um and then Bridget I think would actually walk in and go no I'm going and then home. turn yeah. around and leave so <laughs> Yep, I think that that's how that would go. Um, I didn't choose my ex exes because none of them are a physical threat in any shape or form. So, I mean, um, also like if I had a rival, it's probably someone that I played high school sports against. So, like that could work. I'm trying to think of like who my rival might be. I know who your rival is, but I'm not going to say it. I wish you would. Maybe later, but. I think that would be very funny to watch. People would cry. Can you put it in the chat so that I can, wait, can you like tell me so that I can talk about the fact that whether I think that like we'd compete well? Um, Yeah, hold on. I'll put it in the chat. Because listeners, you don't know who it is. So it doesn't (gasps) matter to you anyway, but it matters to us. Um, So yeah, I don't think you would actually compete well. Um, I think you would go home damn near first. Uh, because no one would like your partner, I therefore think... they would throw you in, and your partner would be bad at the game, so you would lose. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> so, but if it was this game and we could switch up our partners, I'd be like, bye. I'm talking <laughs> like a like a regular them. rivals format. You guys are yeah. stuck together to the end. You're toast. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is firm. This is confirmed to be true because not only is there not one ounce of physical threat going on there. We just wouldn't get along. So let's no one in the house would like that there. So no, no. I mean, I don't like them. So yeah, I wouldn't even pretend you. to like them. Bad news. Bad for news you. for me. But yeah, so that concludes this episode of Not Fit for the Final. I'm Emily, as I'm always. Lizzie. Sorry, interrupted. And you. hopefully, you know, if I don't fuck up again, we will see you next week. And, and by see, I mean the episode on time, like yeah. a normal person would next week we'll be here again and we won't have anything to catch up on so you won't have to listen to us talk for half an hour and an hour i don't know why i said it backwards an hour and a half
jail for Lindsay. All right. Well, goodbye, everybody. Make sure you tune into the challenge next week so we can talk about it on Thursday. Goodbye.